Hey listener, this podcast is called Trigger Warning Romance for a reason. It is intended for an 18 plus audience due to the adult context and triggers that may be discussed in each episode. Please check the show notes for a full list of triggers and proceed with caution. You have been properly warned. It's time to count off the triggers. Hello, and welcome to Trigger Warning Romance, everybody. I'm Nat. I'm Tori. And welcome to Spooktember. No, I'm sorry, Spooktober. (laughs) Welcome to Spooktober. (laughs) We're recording it in September. Just full, um, I guess, transparency. But it's going to come out in October. (laughs) Um, We're really excited because we are finally... Diving into the haunting Adeline Cat and Mouse duet by H.D. Carlton. Uh, I read this months ago, and Nat wouldn't read it because we were going to do it for the podcast. So she was edging herself. So it about killed me because I had no one to talk to about this book or about this series. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was so good i loved it zade is moving on up to the um probably what like top five book boyfriends he made it to my top five yeah he was banana pants psycho which we know is totally up our alley so you ain't seen nothing yet wait till you get to him in book two holy capoli okay i can't wait i'm gonna dive in after we uh finish recording (laughs) i didn't want to start it before the recording, because then I get confused about what is in what book. <laughs> I understand that. Yeah. I loved Addie because of how she was like that too stupid to live character, but very self-aware and constantly chastising herself for being too stupid to live. Yes, but she couldn't stop herself. Yes. I related, ooh, my phone just fell over. I related to that so hard. Well, before we get into the book, okay, I have a question for it for you. Okay. I had one major problem with this with this book. Uh-huh. And that's that it was labeled as a romance. You didn't think it was a romance. I thought it was a it was a um a suspense thriller. With a dash of romance. I thought it was a romance. What are the qualifications of a romance to you? There needs to be more romance in the book than anything else. Dude, there were flower roses everywhere. And the romance was definitely the central point of the story, in my opinion. I mean, I mean, if we're really going to get into it, was it a romance or was it a stalker book? Because, I mean, it was a dark romance, right? Because he was obsessed with her and his whole um, point in life was to make her fall in love with him. He said a bunch of times 
like, you know, I could just take her and, you know, leave it at that. But I want her love. And he's like, and I could have tricked her in the beginning. I could have asked her out on a, like, legit date and then lied to her about who I really was. And she would have fallen in love with me. But that's not what I wanted. I want her to love me, like the true me. So, yes, there was the the two, I guess, like, secondary endpoints, like um, her... Uh, Gigi's murder, right? They had they were figuring out Gigi's murder. Oh, I loved Gigi's letters. Yeah, and then they were trying to figure out like that whole creepy cave society situation, right? But I think what makes something a romance is that romance has to be the central point of the story, right? Right. I, in my opinion, and it needs to be an HEA, which we did not get here, but it's because it's a duet and we're getting a second book. Okay, I will give you that point. I mean, we could totally disagree on that. No, I just, there was so much focus on everything else and it it made my heart race. It was a very anxiety-driven book. It was definite okay maybe it's a romantic thriller there you go yeah maybe that would be an appro- more appropriate genre for it but it yeah. whatever it was it was awesome yeah um, i mean i learned i loved everything about it it was really well done um the the writing was really really pretty like just like the words and how she put them together i mm-hmm. i was like ooh that's like a really wonderful way to say it and this book was a little bit old school for me right like in the way it was written in a good way because it was very descriptive and there were a lot of like prose in it and like you could really imagine everything that she was saying like I could imagine the house and like how creepy it was and like how beautiful it was at the same time she painted some vivid pictures yes and I loved that, and I love that in books. But actually, I was just funny enough because I was listening, listening to Faded Mates, um, their latest episode, and they were saying that today's readers, a lot of them don't like that. They don't have the time to waste, and they just want to get to the point. So a lot of that is in a lot of um, contemporary fiction books is cut out. Because people just don't want it. I think that's a shame. I agree. I think it's amazing. But maybe I'm showing my age. Maybe it's because I was raised on the older style books. Agreed. Totally agreed. And I loved it. I loved it. I really liked it. So, yeah, I just remember, like, reading parts and I was like, whoa. Like... That's such an interesting way to describe that. Like, I really, um, I really like it. When she described her bedroom, mm-hmm. I, my first thought was, what on earth? And then I read it again and I'm like, oh my God, I can see it. That's fabulous. Yeah, it was beautiful. And like, I know we're going to jump ahead a little bit. Like when she was describing the dress she was wearing to that creeper party yeah like that was beautiful like and I could just imagine the whole thing 
Um, so I think that's also why this book was so long, though, because it's a lot longer than the typical books we read. It is because this was, I think, around 550 pages. Yeah, it was close to 600 pages, which is fine. But comparatively, like to a Zoe Blake book that we've read, it's like almost double. Yeah. Right. So and that doesn't make one better than the other. It's just different. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. Also really enjoyed how funny this book was. That was going to be my next comment. Yeah. Was I had forgotten the humor Mm -hmm. and I was so glad to read it. Yeah. You needed that because it's such a heavy, dark book. You needed the, the humor in it. Otherwise it would not have been able to be palatable. I think. Well, You and I have talked about it previously, not on the podcast, Mm -hmm. but reading this book for a second time was really very hard for me. Yeah. Um, Because I've been having some mental health issues um, that we think may be resulting from COVID, the the post-COVID syndrome, Mm -hmm. um, my anxiety has ratcheted it up. So reading a book that was so anxiety driven I could read a few pages and then I would have to flip to something else and then I would read a few pages and I would flip to something else yeah and for the record I hate reading multiple books at one time because I get them confused yeah but there was no other way for me to to read this one but that being said it was totally worth it Yeah, I had a little bit of a difficult time with this book, too, but for a different reason than you. Um, I I don't have triggers, honestly, still don't don't. Um, But it was really hard for me to read the the parts about the children. Yeah, because I mean, I'm sure it's hard for most people, but I have children that are about that age. So it was just extra stressful reading those parts because I'm a very um, empathetic person. Like, it's just the way I am. So even though I knew this wasn't real, I knew that somewhere in my brain, like, I mean, it's not real, but I know that there are people out there that are disgusting like that. So like, I was just imagining my own kids and like, it was, it was hard for me to get through those parts. Um, And I actually listened to this book. I did most of this book on audio, which the audio is incredible. Highly recommend if you like. It's dual narration and the guy's voice, great. And the girl's voice is really great. Um, They actually like, uh, like they change voices. Like when, when it's like Addie speaking and Dea speaking, it's, it's a different, it sounds different. Like the narrators did an amazing job. Um, And listening to it, the, the, kid parts like my heart was just hammering yeah but um I mean it's fine you know that's I I knew what this book was when I I got into it so it it was just hard for me to get through those books and the justice uh, the kids got was epic so yes (laughs) Zade can be one mean motherfucker and I loved it same 
I just really love, and we've come back to this point multiple times on the podcast about how (laughs) he goes about chastising other people for being rapists and murderers (laughs) and horrible people (laughs) in the same breath as he's going, I'm going to go do this to her. I've, he, he had non-conned her, right? Multiple uh, times. Oh, yeah. Which was hot. Um, I'm for it. Like, please, I'm not judging anybody. And like I said, we've had this conversation before, but it's like, I love these heroes that are completely psychotic because to them, other people doing it is completely wrong, right? Like, um, that one guy... Uh, what was I? I'm bad at names. Uh, was it Archie? Archie. <laughs> he didn't even technically do anything wrong yet. He was probably going to, but he merely touched her, and the dude got murdered and cut his his hands off. This is a literal touch her and die. Yeah, book. it was amazing. I loved this book. I love it. Um, what were my notes? Hang on, I have notes. I have notes. Guys, I'm pre- I'm prepared. Uh. Well, I I kind of identified with Addie in a lot of ways mm-hmm. because the scene, the very at the very beginning where she is signing at the book signing, and she's so awkward. Yeah, I was like, that's me in front of people. <laughs> And what's really sad is that I'm a performer. I have been in theater for years. I mean, we're talking 25, 30 years. And I still get, what's the word? Awkward is the one that keeps coming to mind. But I am still very awkward when it comes to dealing with people, or especially when they want to talk about me. Yeah. I'm not um but i had to force myself not to be i was quite awkward for a little while but um with the job that i do i talk to people all day i have to be um charismatic and fun and insightful and um i can't be awkward <laughs> so i've almost trained myself not to be you know um, where it was my default setting for a little while. And then I had to really push myself. Well, it's really funny because I I was explaining this to my therapist. That I have a work me and a home me. Mm-hmm. And home me is incredibly awkward and shy and introverted. Yeah. Whereas work me is incredibly assertive. Um, very opinionated, very organized. It's like they're two completely separate people. Yeah. But when I come home, that that wall comes down. So I don't know where I was going with that, but there it is. You no, uh, it's fine. Um, I think a lot of people who are almost like in that creative space, right? Like you, where you're a performer and and a little bit me, because I, I do find myself, I, I would clarify myself as a pretty creative person, um, are a little socially awkward, 
And it's fine. I feel like that's like almost your payment for your creativity. Like it needs to come from somewhere. So like it sucks it from the social aspect. That's kind of an interesting way of of looking at it. I like it. Yeah. You know, no one is, it's almost like a give and take. Like you have to take from something to give it to something else. So, um, but yeah, no, I love I love, I loved her. Addie was hysterical. She did have a, her and Daya had a little bit of a drinking problem. What did she say? I need a bigger mouth so it will fit more alcohol. Yeah. Or something like that. that I cracked up. I thought, I actually thought of us and our wine. Yes. Look, <laughs> we are most certainly, uh, and I'm not judging, right? Because I, we were just talking about how much we wanted to drink and we couldn't for multiple reasons drink. Um, but, like, she actively had a stalker, right? Lived in a creepy-ass house in the middle of nowhere, surrounded by the forest. And just... Oh, and the other side was cliffs. Yeah. Don't forget that. I mean, there yeah. is... It's not like she can even run far away from the forest. Yeah, it's... She's fucked. Um, and then, like, her and Di are just drinking themselves stupid. <laughs> like... <laughs> Again, I know that she's, um, like, recognized it in herself that she's not, sometimes not the smartest. But it's like, like, should you really be drinking, girl? Like, you should have your wits about you. You need to have your... There was even, like, a that one time when he broke into... The one time. The 15,000th time that he... I was going to say, which time? <laughs> the time she was drunk in bed. And she was, like, egging him on because she was drunk. And, like, she couldn't maneuver away from him fast enough because of her drunkness. Read the room and have some situational awareness. Oh, she was, I mean, I loved it (laughs) because I'm the same way. Again, I'm not judging. And she did a great job writing this character because it's like, yeah, I would do the same fucking thing. I would, he would, I, I would know in my logical brain, I am in danger. Shut your fucking face and pretend not to care, right? But then, like, he would say something, like, to egg, like, he, he knew what buttons to push, right? Yeah, I would, my brain would be telling me one thing, and my mouth would be telling him something completely different. Yeah, I mean, you and I would be fucked the same way. Like, we would just, we oh, would absolutely. be. Absolutely. I mean, we would like it, too, though, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like, are we doing it on purpose? Um, But, uh, it was, yeah. She was, I loved the touch her and die because, bef- and I for, I knew that it was called haunting Adeline, but I was like, when it, when she first got to the house and there was like movement in the attic, I thought it was the stalker. When she okay. first, and then, and then I found out, oh no, there's like legit ghosts in the house. And at that point, I'm thinking to myself, there are ghosts in this house and they're feeling creepy. They're not feeling even like, happy ghosts they're they're feeling like agitated ghosts yeah on top of that you have a stalker i would move out of that house so fast that you wouldn't even know what hit me i wouldn't even unpack i would just I would just leave like the ghosts don't have to know that i'm packing up and leaving addie is stubborn yeah you know 
like her mom tries to get her to leave. And yeah, her mom was a bitch, but at least she was logical. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. But Addie just shut that shit down. She's like, no, no, no. And I, I wonder if part of the reason she stayed was to spite her mother. Yeah. Because her mom obviously had a problem with her mother and with the house and with everything around it. Mm -hmm. So I understand why Addie stayed. Yeah. You know, she, she practically grew up there. I would feel the same way about my grandparents' house. I don't know if it's haunted. I'm not, I'm, I'm out of there. I don't need that kind of bad juju in my life. You know, are we going to talk? Do you believe in ghosts? Yes. I had to stop and think about that one for a moment. But yes, I. I think that they are. Energy. Um, that comes from from wherever it comes from. Mm. Um, as opposed to like physical manifestations. Mm-hmm. But I do believe there are there are the spooky things around. What about you? So I'm gonna say no. However, I'm also a huge scaredy cat, so I don't want to let myself believe in ghosts because then I would just be pooping my pants all day. Like I, I. Like, my logical brain, I want to say no. But then, like, something will happen, and I'm like, oh, my God. (laughs) Was that a ghost? Well, you know, I walked through a warm room, but I walked through a patch where it was very cold. Mm -hmm. And is that a ghost? I don't know. But I can see the, I can understand and see the logic in the way that they explain it. Yeah, no, I, I... Again, um, I'm not saying no for real. I'm just saying, like, possibly no. Because you know how they, they say, like, kids can can see things mm-hmm. and they have, like... So my oldest daughter um, was two and a half? Two and a half. Um, and... Or three? I don't remember. She was... I was... I was pregnant, but I didn't know that I was pregnant with my second. Okay. And I was, uh, we, I remember this like it was the freaking yesterday. I was getting ready to give her a bath. And she looked at me and she goes, mommy, there's a baby in your belly. And I was like, no, sweetie, like I just had a big dinner, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and she was insistent. She was like, no, mommy, there's a baby in your belly. And I was like, all right, whatever. And then literally the next, like, couple of days I missed my period and I went and I took my pregnancy test and lo and behold I was flipping pregnant and I was like well that's creepy it gets creep gets creepier now I'm pregnant I know I'm pregnant we told her I was pregnant she didn't seem to care either way then you know we're kind of getting ready to tell her like we don't know what we're having like it could be a, a sister or it could be a brother and She's insisting that it's a sister. 
And I'm like, I'm like, look, I don't know what it is. Like, don't get your hopes up for a sister because it could be a brother. And she's like, no, it's a sister. I want a sister. So long story short, I had a second girl. So that girl was creeping me out. And I mean, you could say that she was just making it up. But and like, you could just say that maybe projecting or something. But I don't know. I, I don't have an explanation for it. And if it was just the one time, I would say maybe she was just being a silly girl. But twice, like I said, she told me I was pregnant before I knew I was pregnant. And then she told me I was having a girl before I knew I was having a girl. Well, there are stories of of kids who are, you know, three, four, five, who are talking about their past lives. Yeah, those creep me out. I can't. I can't listen to that stuff. I'm just fascinated by it. Yeah. I, I don't know if I believe in... It's not regeneration. Reincarnation. Reincarnation. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Words are hard today. Yeah. But the idea that children are young enough to remember, I, I'm i just, I love it. I love the fact that it makes it, 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 it makes me break out in, in goosebumps. Yeah. And kind of be wary for a little bit. Yeah, um, I, I have the opposite reaction. Because I'm such a scaredy cat, I don't like these things. Um, so I've told my husband <laughs> not to, I was like, just don't tell me if she says some creepy stuff. I can't handle it. And apparently she has some said some creepy stuff. Um, so <laughs> he just, he knows not to tell me. Um, but anyway, let's get back to the book. And we're back to our rambling. I'm sure you've missed it. <laughs> Tangent number one. Uh, I think that was tangent number one. It was pretty good because we talked about the book for a good amount of time for a little while. Yeah, we're um, we're doing okay. Yeah, but yeah, I the book was f- so funny when she had that a first ex boyfriend come over and then you know um, Zaid came and like scared them and then he ran out with just one sock. So funny. <laughs> and I think she said something like, "I hope the." mysterious person is still out there let the asshole get murdered wearing a single sock (laughs) um yeah but he was like zaid was on another level crazy and what i really appreciated about it was that he even said there was absolutely no reason as to why he was so crazy because he had loving parents he had a relatively normal like upbringing. His parents did die, but like not in a you know crazy way. It was just an accident, a car accident. So there was no reason for him to like start Z or any of that stuff. And I I really appreciated that because a lot of times in these books, these heroes have this like tragic upbringing that made them the way they were, right? right. And it doesn't always have to happen that way, right? The, psychos can just be psycho <laughs> um and I, I do love that he he was a psycho but he had morals when it came to other people not not Addie. well he he definitely falls under the vigilante yeah um blanket i'm just gonna go with that um he definitely falls under the vigilante blanket. And I loved that about him. I loved the fact that 
I guess self-made. He's a self-made man. Yeah. But not when it comes to growing his business. It's in growing a criminal vigilante organization that is all about doing the right thing. And I, I just loved that. No, it was great. He was he was almost like the perfect hero because he was well, he was scarred. We all know how we feel about the scars. Yeah. I, did they ever explain why his eyes were the way they were? I don't think she did. I don't think so. I think it was just like the way his eyes were. But I wasn't, I was like, it's very interesting. The like almost white pale eye and the black, black eye. I must look extra creepy in a good way. <laughs> Well, I don't know. I think that could possibly look pretty creepy in a bad way, too. Yeah. On what look he's given you. Well, precisely. I mean, I don't want to be on the bad end of that look. <laughs> um, but can we, you want to talk about the gun scene? Oh, the gun scene. <laughs> I need a fan. <laughs> so I was into it. So. Remember, because when we were talking about um, something we were talking about, and I was like, well, all I hear about is Den of Vipers and the knife scene and haunting Adeline and the gun scene. We all know how I felt about the knife scene. <laughs> but I feel good about the, apparently, I'm, I'm for guns, but not knives. I think it's because there was no blood. I was just getting ready to say there's no blood with the gunplay. Yeah. Was the gun loaded? I don't think they ever said. I don't think they ever said. Because that's not how I want to go. And even Adeline said that. <laughs> she was like, look, if I'm going to go, just shoot me. And like, I'd rather be shot in the head and like it'd be over, right? If you get shot in the vagina, I mean, A, you'd like just lost your vagina. And like, do you want to keep living? And B, you might not necessarily die and or you die very slowly and painfully. Well, I'm going to tangent off on that for a minute. Let me find the quote. Okay. Because I, he, we're talking about Archie. Yeah. And Zade interrupting them. Mm -hmm. And Archie, you know, kind of freaks out. Yeah. And we don't really understand why. We know there's a reason, but we don't, we don't get it. But he goes the exact opposite of Grayson. Yes. Who goes running out with one sock. He's like, okay, I don't want them to see you. Get get back. If things go bad, call the police. Mm -hmm. So he goes racing out and he pulls his gun. And Zade says he develops a vagina and charges out the door. As opposed to every other hero who would say growing, growing a pair or finding his balls, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Finally, there's a writer who understands the strength of a vagina and how awesome they are. I mean, that thing takes a pound in. Absolutely. And, I mean, I mine pushed two babies out. More power to you. Yeah. I mean, and now I'm not going to toot my own horn, but I'm going to toot my own horn. It pushed out Two quite large babies. Mm -hmm. uh, the second one in two pushes. 
too. Dang. Yeah. I'm like a super uterus. <laughs> I was just a couple of months before I turned 12 when my baby brother was born. And the hospital back home had a new birthing center. So you could invite however many people you wanted oh, into Lord. the room when you're giving birth. Mm. So my stepmom wanted the whole family there. So there was my older brother. There was me. There was my dad. There were 13 people, not including the doctor and nurses. Oh, my God. But she finally pushes him out. And the doctor hands me a pair of scissors and says, why don't you cut the umbilical cord? <gasps> Ooh, Lord. I freaked the fuck out. But let me tell you, that was the most effective birth control in the <laughs> I world. Bet. Because I decided at that point, I was never having them. Yeah. That was not going to happen to me. I ended up throwing the scissors. So they had to get a new <laughs> pair and let someone else cut it because I wasn't capable. <laughs> so since we're going on this birth uh, tangent, and then we're going to go back to Archie because I have a, I need to make a point about him. Okay. Um, so I made sure not to see anything. They kept trying to give me a mirror. They kept asking me if I wanted to see the placenta after. I don't want to see anything. Okay. I just want to get the baby out. I want baby washed and then given to me. Okay. Don't give me all that like wrinkly placenta-y gross baby. Yeah. I mean, they still did. They, they didn't want to listen to me. But like, I never, like, they were like, you sure you don't want to like look at the mirror and whatever? I'm like, no, I don't want to see anything. Um, my husband was all about it, which was kind of weird because most husbands um, don't want to like he, I was like, you better stay by my head. I was like, I don't want you going anywhere near down there. But I'm a short person, and um, they put you in, like, a weird position. So, I mean, honestly, like, you could see everything anyway. And because both my kids came early, I had uh, a whole team of people in there anyway. Okay, I had the regular doctor. I had the neonatologist. I had, the like, the whole NICU team in there. Um, so by the time... Like, everybody's just seen everything, and I'm like, whatever, I don't even care anymore. Um, well, I'm going to tangent off of that for just a moment. Give me just a short, short thing. Sure. Among the 13 people in the birthing room was my aunt, who was videotaping oh my God. the birth. Oh God. So, fast forward... Two years, my older brother was 15, 16. My stepmother and I were out doing something. I don't remember what, but we come into the house and my brother and four of his closest friends are watching the video Jesus of Christ. my little brother being born. What? On purpose? Yes. Oh, Jesus. And I was like, oh, my God, what's wrong with you? Yeah. There are so many things that are wrong with that boy that I can't even begin to 
to lay them out, but I probably started right there. Oh my, my stepmother wasn't sure if she should be embarrassed or entertained. Yeah. And I was like, why is there even a choice? Embarrassment wins. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't. Mm -mm, no, thank you. Um, I think that's enough birth control and birth talk. Yeah. I'm going to make a point, which I found really interesting because in most romance novels, the heroine could have, you know, sexual relations with men who are not the hero, mm -hmm. but they are always bad or mediocre, right? Right. She had a great time with Archie. Well, that was part of the problem. Yeah. And I was like, wait, is that allowed? <laughs> is that allowed? I loved it um, because it was unexpected and it's not something that usually you see in a book. Most of them are like Grayson. And I was expecting a little better than that, but not a lot. I was honestly expecting Grayson 2.0 because it's like this stuck up pretentious dude who introduces himself as like Archibald something something the third and she even make a joke about that like do you really like you you're gonna introduce yourself like that to strangers freaking stupid um so I was honestly expecting a big nothing and then he was like getting the job done and I was like wait this is a turn of events <laughs> Well, and then she tries to take him upstairs mm -hmm. and he's like, you mean you don't want me to eat your pussy under the stars? Yeah, that's illegal in books, unless you're the hero. I was like, holy crap. I was like, is this really going to happen? Mm -hmm. It didn't. But and yes. it turns out that Zayd interrupted. Yeah. Because that's what Zayd does. <laughs> Yeah. And then, you know, when he was dismembering him <laughs> later on, <laughs> he did explain to him, he was like, well, yeah, you got to get them all relaxed before you start, like, you start having fun. Because he was going to, like, knock her around a little bit, right? Because that's, that's how he got off. But up until that point, like, like I said, I was impressed. And I was thinking, I was like, this I don't think I've ever read anything like this before where the heroine is having a legitimately pleasant, like sexual experience that is very good with the man that is not the hero. I don't think I have either. Yeah. I don't think I've even read, read anything where the hero has sexual contact with someone other than the heroine that was good and positive yeah i don't know i have to think about it i find that that is a lot more common than the heroine having yeah having encounters but even the guys don't enjoy it that much yeah or they say that like it's good but then they they have sex with the heroine and it's like oh i thought i was having good sex but it's really great now yeah. which does happen here it does because he says like it's never been that way before and of course they always have the, the heroines always have like the tightest vaginas and the the heroes have the, the giantiest most biggest penises and there's just miraculously fit no problem even though it hurts a little like 
Come on, people. I just, my cervix hurts thinking about it. Let's just end it there. We've had this conversation before. Um, there's never any lube. And I was, he's, there was no butt stuff in this. And he said there was going to be butt stuff, uh, Zoe Blake style, because he was thinking about it. And it never happened. Is there butt stuff in book two? I don't remember. It's been so long. Mm. Okay, we'll have to investigate. We'll have to, to, <laughs> to make note and let you know next week. Yes. And, oh, you know, you you best know I'm going to be bringing that up because I'm going to be telling you if there's lube, what kind of lube, how they use the lube. Well, what else would the lube please do? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, so no, that's really interesting and I really liked it. Um, I... I read a book. Now, listeners, do not ask me for the title because I don't know. I even, because I knew that I was going to bring it up, I looked through my vast Kindle Unlimited reads <laughs> and I can't find it. I don't know what book it is. I'm very sorry. But the... Hero has a, the heroine wants to be double penetrated. Okay. The hero is so possessive that he has a mold made of his cock and has it filled with a flesh-like substance. So that way, when he fucks her ass, she could fuck her pussy with his cock at the same time. I read this book. Why can't I? I've read this book. I'm I'm gonna try and find it. Uh, probably not right now because it'll take us forever. But I'm gonna. I think I've read this book. It sounds very familiar. <laughs> but talk about your possessive guy. I mean, yeah. God. I definitely read this book. I've definitely read it. He didn't want her to use a dildo because the only the only dick that was going to touch her was his. That, was it an Anna Zares book, maybe? It sounds like something she would do. Uh, I'm going to have to look. I, I know that I've read this book. Oh, I'm glad to know that I wasn't just making it up. No, I definitely read it. <laughs> Um, but I mean, yeah, this, this dude was next level and say, I mean, he chopped the dude. I love that he followed through on the, the hands. <laughs> well, he even sent her the text message. Don't feel guilty. I never make empty promises. Yeah. I, I knew that her friend worked for him too. Like I had that inkling. I had figured that one out. Um, and because it just made too much sense. What I was honestly thinking was going to happen, and which didn't, but it was fine. Um, when Daya brought up the the bodyguard, I I thought she was going to hire him to be her bodyguard. <laughs> and then he was going to follow her around and be her bodyguard. But that never happened. Because at that point, she still hadn't met him. So it could have happened. Yeah. Um. Anyway, um, 
What did you think of the haunted house? I freaking hated it. I mean, in a good, like, cause I'm, I'm a scaredy cat. So I, I don't like scary things. Um, the sex was fun. The mirrors were fun. That the sex was amazing. Yeah. I mean, okay. Can I also say this was almost a slow burn because they didn't have actual P and V sex until 72% in. I made note. I was going to ask you if you would consider this a slow burn or a medium burn. Because there's a lot of foreplay. I would say medium. Yeah, no, he he does stuff to her and like there's like eating out and blowjobs and stuff. So it's definitely not slow. But I wouldn't say it was fast either. So definitely no, medium. I would I was thinking medium, but I was on that fence and I wasn't quite sure. So I wanted to clarify for the description. Yeah. No, I would say medium because like you said, there was definitely other stuff happening, like sexual things happening. And again, I mean, we know the two for one, right? Like how many times did he make her come before she ever did? Right. Which the first blowjob she ever gave him was the night of the like dinner party when she was all dressed up. Right. And her like fancy red dress that he sent her and looking like super sexy and beautiful. With the, the 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 belt around the throat, I thought of you for that because I know you would have probably <laughs> very much so enjoyed it. I was very much enjoying that. Yeah, I just need to know the name of that lipstick. I need to know the the brand. I need to know the application technique because after that, <laughs> apparently, it hadn't moved whatsoever. Not even a little. I need to know the name of HD. Does this lipstick? actually exist or is it just like a romance reasons lipstick because i i need it i need it from from myself um also we know my stance on do not fuck me before a party if i'm all fancy yeah well i have to say the lipstick didn't the lipstick impressed me but not for a i want that for myself I kind of like the messy look afterwards, you know. Yeah, but not if I'm going somewhere. Uh, that's true. But if I'm going somewhere, don't expect me to get you off beforehand. No. Because do you don't play before. You don't play after I get ready. No, we, we've I've said this before, right? If I am going to a wedding with my husband or whatever, and like I have put in time, money, effort, sanity into looking the way i do for this event let me show up to this at least let me show up to this event looking absolutely bomb okay a couple of drinks in at the event i might be persuaded yeah absolutely after the event absolutely but like before i get there no yeah you read a lot of books where they have sex in the limo on the way yeah yeah and i'm always like they never use condoms. No. So there's, it's like, there's come, I'm like, where is it going? Yeah. It's got to go somewhere. Yeah. And, and it's like going to be bleaking all night. Like, yeah. no, no, no. Talk about uncomfortable and gross. Yeah. It's gross. I don't like it. Um, I understand it. Right. It's, it's freaking, it's fantasy. It's a book. We get it. But you know us, and we're very practical and we put it, we put all these things to real life. <laughs> 
We are like mythbusters for romance. Yeah, we really are. Except for we don't test a lot of these things because I think we'd get arrested. <laughs> um, but no, we got to talk about the gun scene because we didn't actually talk about it in detail. Okay. And I think that the people will get mad. Probably. So you go ahead. I I knew it was coming because, like I said, I've heard about this scene a lot. Right. What? Well, it wasn't popular. I mean, it word hadn't gotten out the first time I read it, so I okay. wasn't expecting it. At this point, they've read the. Uh, well, hopefully, they've read it because there's going to be spoil. Obviously, the spoilers in this episode. Um, but like, he, I like the that he talks to her like the whole time, right? Mm-hmm. And he really scares the shit out of her because she thinks he took the gu- he takes the gun out and like she thinks he's gonna shoot her in the head, right? But he tells her to, like, no, like, strip. So she does, like, crying, being all upset. Don't know why I liked that, but I did. Um, we all know that I love me the non-con. So um, the non-con in his book, perfect. Loved it. Loved it. Yeah. Um, and then and then he uses the gun to get her off. Uh-huh. And she's petrified but also like he's really good so like she does get off and then i liked that whole like fear of getting shot then like almost like shame for getting off on on the fear and the like pleasure and um then he like doesn't he lick the gun clean himself i believe so yeah like it was like a whole thing the um the adrenaline rush. Yeah. I I have never played with guns. So no. I I don't have a frame of reference for that. But I have played with knives. And so I've had a little bit of that of that fear of not knowing what's going to happen and are they going to hurt me. Mm-hmm. And we know that I like pain a little bit of well more than a little we know that I like pain with my pleasure I also really enjoy fear with my pleasure so this was your book this was my book I mean this was hands down I mean this is probably one of the best series that I've read this year yeah it was really well done um, fear is not something I really enjoy, but I like reading about it. Um, there's also a lot of like primal and chasing in this, which I liked because mm-hmm. we know I like that. The gun thing also, like you have to think of almost like the texture, right? Like it's cold and metal. Mm-hmm. So that aspect of it, like, is very shocking to like go, like you feeling. Yeah. So I'm sure like just that whole thing, like, put together is like the perfect like I don't know uh orgasm machine <laughs> right yeah there was a lot of like the sex scenes in this was were really fun I really enjoyed like pretty much all of them because they were really creative right the haunted house thing oh. super creative with the mirrors um kind of reminded me of 
um, Lady uh, in Brooks Grave Manor with that mirror scene that I told you about. I don't think you still right. you still haven't I, read I it. I still haven't read that one. It's still on my list. It it was different, but like I guess just because of mirrors, it reminded me of that. Um, also, that like the whole public thing, like that thing was there. People could have just like walked in, right? It was a public haunted house, and, and you know, wasn't it great? And they got completely naked. Both of them got completely naked. I did wonder about the sense of that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, again, it's a book and I'm not, um, I, I enjoyed all of it. I also really liked the seatbelt sex they had in the car. Where he restrained her with a. With the seatbelts. I've never seen that done before, which was fun. I don't think I've seen that anywhere either. Yeah. I loved the the chasing in the forest rain sex. Uh, I mean, I liked all the sex. Let's just, <laughs> really, are we really going to say there's one I didn't like? Um, what I did note is that they didn't have sex in a bed for a very long time. He, like, got her off a bunch in the bed before, but, like, actual sex? Yeah, you're right. They didn't have sex in the bed until after the chasing in the in the forest and after the car because he said he, he was because she even asked like why not in the house and he said it was gonna take too long to get there <laughs> and it was like right there talk about impatient also this man definitely had the hero peen right like just constantly hard oh i just came but i'm gonna be hard again in a minute <laughs> it's fine they all do it if only only if if only that were real. I don't want that to be real. My <laughs> vagina would fall off. <laughs> well, of course, this is not true for Mr. Klein, but previous partners have not always had the stamina. So them being able to get hard right away would have been a bonus. Okay. I understand. I just, the way, oh, God, we're not talking about Miss Savage. Mr. Savage likes certain things, okay? And, like, if if he... Sometimes I just need to, to do certain things to, like, make him stop, and then, like, then we're done, right? So mm -hmm. if if he had this kind of power, I would, I would be dead. Because <laughs> we've said this before. It, it was, like, the, the edging episode. Like, who... Were we talking about edging for... Oh, it was, um... The Den of Vipers when... When they edged her for like what, like oh no, it wasn't Den of Vipers. It was um, haunt. Uh, well, the tattoo scene. Beauty made... and Lies. Beauty and Lies. The tattoo okay, scene. Right. Right. Remember, I was saying like my husband's the opposite of that. I would just be like coming straight for five hours. I I can't have him have this power. <laughs> I would die. It's bad enough as it is. Um. Anyway. What was I saying about before this? I got completely. Oh, the sex. The sex was great in this. It was very like, it was hot, first of all, but also really creative, which I really enjoyed. And it was well written. So, I mean, the whole book was really well written. The whole written. book was well written. Yeah. Like I said, like we opened this whole episode with like, this writing was incredible. I really enjoyed how like well the whole book was written. Right. Because some of these books, not any necessarily the ones on the podcast, but like in general, a lot of these books, especially the ones that are meant to shock you, mm 
they're just kind of like slapped onto the page, I feel like, right? Like nobody really puts any like real effort almost. I don't know. It's like they're checking, they've got a checklist yeah. of sex things that they have to put in their book and mm-hmm. they mark them off as they go. You know what I noticed though? What this book didn't have that all the other romance books has? Hmm. No shower, no bathtub. Holy crap. <laughs> there was no washing scene either. With the warm towel. There was no warm towel in this book. <laughs> That's it. It's not a romance. You're right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> that movie theater scene, though. Can we talk about the movie theater scene at the party? With a scary movie. Oh, yes. A, the movie theater scene reminded me of uh, Zoe Blake's with Dimitri and Emma. With the um, Anna Karenina? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But like the scary version. (laughs) (laughs) Because, uh, and I would not like this because I don't like scary movies. I'm like this whole. I've told you this whole episode. I am a scaredy cat. I don't like. I don't like scary things. How are you going to get through Spooktober not liking scary things? Because reading them and watching them are different for me. Hmm, okay. I can I can read a lot of scary things, and plus it's it's romance. I know it's going to be okay, but like I don't want to. I don't want to watch a scary movie. I hate the jump scares. I hate the creepy sounds. Um, I won't sleep for a week. I can't do it. Uh, with a book, it's different. See, I'm the exact opposite. Oh, really? Well, I'm not a visual person. Mm. So when I am watching something, I can watch it and then let it go. Yeah. But words will echo in my head after after, after I've read them. Yeah. So if I have to choose something that's going to freak me out... I would probably prefer to watch it than read it. I think it's the music and like the sounds that I can't necessarily like watching something is fine as long as the sound is off. But if I, like I said, like in that movie theater with the surround sound and like where it feels like you're in the movie, Mm -hmm. I'm dead. I don't like it. I, like I said, I just don't like scary things. Um, and Spooktember is different. Uh, Spooktober, geez, I keep calling it Spooktember. Spooktober is fine because we're reading romance and it's like sexy vampires and shifters and stalkers. And like, if I get a little bit of orgasm with my scary, I think I'm okay. Okay. Right. But like in a typical horror movie or, um, like haunted house, like a typical haunted house, not this kind <laughs> it's just scary things and uh, the jump scares i don't like i don't like it um one of my very good friends loves all the scary stuff so she probably would love this kind of stuff like the movie theater sex with the scary movie i'm down for the movie theater sex just pick a better movie yeah like not a scary movie (laughs) and again like in a in a way some aspects of scary is okay like i guess primal is a little scary right because like you got to be scared and running but i think it's the like horror aspect that i don't like the music builds 
and it creates that anticipation. Yeah, I don't like it. And I can see where that would be fun. But I also understand why people don't enjoy it. Yeah. I also have to make a note, like, again, we're going to go back to me, like, dropping reality on this. I understand that they still got the job done, but, like, you're in this house, you're supposed to be sneaking around and getting information, and you're wasting time (laughs) in this movie theater. Like, you could have done that at her house, like, you could have done that somewhere else, at an actual movie theater. Um, Like, you're in this house to infiltrate and get information and... I don't know. It wasn't very James Bondy of him. Zade is not James Bond. Can you imagine Zade saying, "I want to," you know, give me a mar- um, what is it, a martini shaken, not stirred? Yeah. No, he's a whiskey drinker. He's a whiskey guy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I just thought it wasn't very smart of him. For that was the one not smart move on his part. You know, not going to argue that. No. Plus, he didn't come in that theater either. He's just walking around with a heart on like the whole book because he, he's he's just not having sex. with. I mean, he eventually he does. But like up until that point, they hadn't had sex yet. No, it was just like that one blowjob. Yeah. With, with the magical lipstick <laughs> that I need to name. I need the name of. Um, but I really liked the piece of, about Gigi, too. Like, that was interesting. The correlation between Gigi and Addie, Mm -hmm. I thought was really interesting. And the way that she did it with the the individual letters, Mm -hmm. I thought was brilliant. Yeah. Because it... And I didn't see Frank coming. Did you? No. I'm sorry. I totally cut you off. I didn't see it at all. Yeah. I, I was guessing it was going to be John. I was good. I was honestly guessing it was just going to be some random person. Like, like, a I don't know, like a just random. I wasn't expecting it to be Frank at all. That caught me off guard. Very well done. I love it when books surprise me like that because it doesn't happen very often. No, I, I've noticed the last for a while now when i read my brain is going three steps ahead of what's you know what's going to happen next mm. how is this going to play out and let me tell you i came up with some crazy concepts of how books are going to work yeah <laughs> <laughs> i come out with more realistic ones too but some of them are they're, they're a little out there. <laughs> but I love it when they catch me off guard. Yeah. No, this book caught me off guard a lot of times. Um, I did think eventually she would get kidnapped, which she did at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not expect him to be held at gunpoint by somebody we don't know yet, um, but somebody they know. Um, I'm also anticipating... I probably am wrong, but I'm anticipating Daya getting boned by Jay at some point. I might be wrong, but she can't just be out there by herself. She's too cute and smart. 
She deserves orgasms. Okay. Off the record. Yes. Because I don't remember if I'm getting the books confused. In book one, do we find out why Addie was taken? No. Okay. In book one, it ends with that crazy cliffhanger. Daya texts her a couple of times asking her to come over. She's upset about something. And I knew that was fishy. And then um, she wasn't picking up her phone. So Addie started driving and then somebody tailed her, mm-hmm. made her crash her car, and then they took her. And okay. that's, that was the end. Okay. Because, well, you'll find out in book two. All right. I, I guess I will. Um, <laughs> I guess I will. See, this is why I don't read them beforehand. I know. Because now the podcast is authentic. Because I have no idea what's happening. (laughs) I just know that I'm horny. (laughs) I'm sure Mr. Savage would be happy to help you. Um, I'm sure he will. I'm sure he will. Uh, But I'm going to have to tell you once again, I know you don't understand this concept, but I have two small children. So (laughs) what we want and what we can do, completely different. It's like you and your, your lovely bag, gym bag full of fun toys. Yeah. I love that you just expect me to have that. And I could technically have that, but I can barely get a quickie in. So I don't have the time to set up your St. Andrew's cross and whatever else <laughs> that you want to do. Um, I'm not judging. I'm jealous. I just don't have the time. Okay. I was reading an arc. Um, it, it is for laurels and liquor, which is book three of the St. Pack St. Clair. It's an Omega verse. Okay. And there is a lot of, of erotic power exchange going on in mm. this book. And it is so yummy, but the the dominant has a playroom naturally mm-hmm. but in the playroom they have a clear dresser with all kinds of different toys so like the first one has a, all kinds and shapes and sizes of dildos one has everything you would need to tie someone up you know it one has has spanking implements and i was so entertained by the fact that it was clear yeah that is interesting but i will tell you the books was excellent so if you want a good rh omega verse check out pack saint claire by thora woods you're giving us a palate cleanser early huh i guess i am <laughs> surprise surprise <laughs> Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, this book was really well done overall. I really enjoyed it. Um, like it was long, but it didn't feel long because it was so good. And um, I didn't get the satisfactory ending of finding stuff out because there was a cliffhanger, but I am definitely excited about 
book two because I need to know these things. It's been a long time since I read it. But book two is a lot harder to read than book one. Oh, Lord. Okay. Book two is darker than book one. Okay. And we haven't even talked about whether about how dark this book is. This book was, like, we talked about a little bit in the beginning, but this book was super dark. I mean, it has... All the triggers. All the triggers. Yeah. All the triggers. And... Well, I don't know if I would say that book two is darker, but it is definitely heavier. Yeah. It weighs harder on your emotions. Great. It's a good time to read one of those, considering I have my period. Oh. I'm going to be crying. I'm going to be just bawling my face off. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know what else I can really say about it. Right. Like we, I think we've talked about everything we needed to say about this book. We related to the characters. Zade was fucking crazy. Okay. Um, The sex was hot. The sex was creative. We understood the hype of the gun. We understood it. (laughs) (laughs) The one thing that I feel like I needed closure on was um the broken doll from the dollhouse book two okay thank you (laughs) thank you i was like that's it that's the end okay um i kind of was thinking that but i was you know i don't know because i haven't read book two yet um but yeah i mean it was creepy the whole book was creepy in a good way the broken doll is just yeah. Mm. Dolls freak me out. Mm. I don't know if you've ever had that conversation. I don't think so. I, I do not deal with dolls. Okay. I uh yeah, I don't know if it was watching Chucky as a child or yeah. what, but I, I can't can't handle it. It's like their their eyes are watching me and uh no. Yeah. I mean, so a life size. Would you have gone into that haunted house? I, I don't do haunted houses. I did my last haunted house when I was maybe 20, 19, 20, somewhere mm. there. And I have an incredible startle response. Yeah. And I decked somebody who jumped (laughs) out at me and they had to escort me out. Oops. And I haven't, well, he touched me. He wasn't supposed to touch me. Yeah. They're not supposed to touch you. It was an accident, but it, it freaked me out so bad, but I just, I mean, I walloped the guy. Yeah. And and they had to to escort me through the the black curtains to outside and mm. ask me to please not come back. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't do haunted houses. I did one like a long time ago, and I'm I'm way too scared. However, in college, um, I was a part of a haunted house. Like I was 
one of the creepy things. And I can do that because I know, like, it's, I'm in the background, like, I know what's happening, you know? Um, and that was fun. What creepy thing were you? What was I? I was a dead zombie type thing. Okay. So, you know that song, Living Dead Girl by Rob Zombie? I know of it. Okay. So, I was the living dead girl zombie. Um, and then that song, that, now I hate that song because I, I was in the part of the haunted house that just played that song over and over again. Oh, and it's a good song, and I like Rob Zombie, but I can't listen to that song anymore. And so I was that girl, and it was outside, and it was October, and it was really cold. And I just remember coming back to my apartment and just taking the longest, hottest showers because <laughs> it was just so cold. And they didn't give you a lot of clothes because you were like a ripped-up zombie, you know? Right. So um, it was fun, though. Uh, I would probably never do it. It was fun to do in college. I don't know if I would do it again. But there are lots of things that were fun <laughs> in college that I wouldn't do again. <laughs> very, very good idea. Very good point. <laughs> um, but you know, this book was great. I can't wait for book two. Um, let's let's get into book two next week. Uh, thank you again for everybody's patience and waiting for our episodes. We are back and better than ever, baby. Spooktober is on. Um, we're going to be reading all scary, spooky, Halloween-adjacent books for this month. And we hope that you enjoy alongside with us because they're all going to be hot on top of it. We have some great picks for you yes. coming up this month. We're really excited about it. Um, keep sending us those recommendations for books you want us to read. Because um, coming up in November, we don't have too much scheduled, I don't believe. And we're really excited to get into some maybe fan favorites of yours. So, yeah, thank you so much for everybody's patience. We're really excited about starting the Patreon in October. So please check our Patreon out. Um, as we said, there are three tiers. Pick the one that suits you. And um, you don't have to, obviously. We'll still be getting these. Uh, for free on whatever app you use to listen to us. But we're going to have some bonuses for those people who are going to help uh, support us. And we're going to be using that money for some new equipment to make uh, the quality better. And um, also for, you know, just bettering the podcast. I'm going to be reading the reviews. Uh, please continue reading and reviewing. Um, and especially on Apple Podcasts, because it's the only place you can write a review. The more reviews we have, the more listeners um, we are potentially being put in front of. And we are going to be reading another review. It's, uh, I'm not going to say the name of the people, because I don't know if they want to be named. If you want to see the names, you can go, go on the, the, the thing. I think you read two. I've read two, yeah. So I'm going to read the third, and it says, I have found my tribe. Let me start by saying that I binge dark romance like nobody's business, and I can't believe that I have finally found my tribe. These ladies get it, and it's so good to see that I'm not alone in my obsession. The hosts have such a good time talking with each other. I can't help but laugh along and feel included in the conversation. It's just like I'm with my friends. Yay! So, oh. Thank you to that reviewer for that five stars. And it's really nice. I do really feel like 
I really feel like we're a part of a family, honestly. Like we call ourselves the trigger tribe for a reason. It's just, uh, it's a family, right? Like we're these crazy people who enjoy these very specific books that society might not deem appropriate. And um, it's fun to find people who who think like you and 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 laugh along with all the craziness. <laughs> I love the fact that y'all feel kind of like we're at a book club. Yeah. That's the way that I'm gonna 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 kind of put it all together. I I just love the fact that y'all have so much fun listening to us. Yes. I and because we have so much fun recording um and we have so much fun interacting with our listeners, it's it really does feel like we're just a bunch of crazy friends all the the people that comment and um on, on our posts and interact with us facebook group i feel like i know those people like they really feel like they're my friends in real life so thank you for all your support thank you for listening um tori already gave us a palate cleanser unless you have another one um i don't think so i think we'll we'll go with that one that's fine. My palate cleanser, as always, uh, is kind of dumb, but it's fine. Uh, I have found these Pop-Tart Bites, okay? They are bite-sized Pop-Tarts, and they're delicious and a fun snack um, to carry around in my purse when I get hungry. That's awesome. Yeah, I really like them. My uh, toddler found them in ShopRite when we went together, and they've kind of been a big hit. Because you don't have to, like, I don't know, most people, do you toast your Pop-Tarts? I like don't. Like the big size? No, nobody really toasts them, right? So what's the point of the big ones when you can have cute little bite-sized ones? Have you seen or tried the lemon Pop-Tarts? No. Oh, my God. They are so good. This so episode good. is not sponsored by Pop-Tarts. <laughs> but if Pop-Tarts wants to sponsor us. Give us a call. <laughs> no, I am going to have to go buy those. These are the, the confetti, frosted confetti cake. Okay. Hearts. These are yummy. Well, I would like to tell everybody um, that I'm sorry in advance. We have been having some technical difficulties tonight. And I will fix it as best as I can. Yep. Next week should be better. Yeah. Um, thank you for listening. Please don't forget to rate and review. Please reach out to us on our multiple social medias. We're at Trigger Warning Romance on Instagram, on TikTok. Um, if you want to join, please join the Facebook group. We have a lot of fun on that. It's the Trigger Warning Romance listener support group. And also, you can always email us at triggerwarningromance at gmail.com. Pop-Tarts, sponsor us. <laughs> Join us next week for the second half of the Cat and Mouse duet, which is Hunting Adeline by H.D. Carlton. And uh, we hope that you have a great day. Bye. Take care. <laughs>